0: This podcast is sponsored by dot e is a home workout equipment store and your one-stop shop for all-home gym equipment. They are well known for their adjustable dumbbells, which combine 15 different weights in one dumbbell. They have both 24kg and 40kg adjustable dumbbells. Check the link in the bio of this episode for more information. So, welcome back to yet another episode of the GA Statsman podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hurley, and uh, we're going to discuss the hurling from this weekend. If you didn't check out football, check it out in the previous episode, episode 71 of the podcast where I'm with Seamus Brady in that one. And lo and behold, I'm with Seamus yet again to discuss the hurling this weekend for uh, match day three at this stage. So um yeah reminders again that the sponsor is Fortunefavours.e. Use the code Statsman11 to get 11% off the best home chip equipment around and that is Statsman eleven in all caps. Uh I first of all Seamus like um yeah it's an interesting weekend in hurling um Dublin playing Tipperary and there's other games I'm sure to discuss over the next weekend or so, Cork against Speed as well. So, um, another weekend of action.
1: Yeah, and um, obviously we were very nervous at the start of the league that we you know how serious where teams going to take it. I think we have seen some good games. I think we have seen some uh some high quality, and uh, some new stars definitely for the future. The ones that um impressed me the most, I definitely say like the likes of Sean Lenan from Galway and then Keno Sullivan from Dublin are the two that have really jumped out. At uh, me, at being um stars of the future, and uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing more action
0: exactly. So, and we'll start off on uh Saturday evening, five o'clock in Crowe Park. And I think Seamus mentioned that in the previous episode that this will be a double header with the Dublin player game at football. It's Dublin against Tipperary, five o'clock on Saturday evening in Crowe Park. Um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting enough game. Like, uh, Dublin after a pretty decent start to the league, three points over the possible four, Tipperary have blown by in the league, getting four points out of a possible four, really showing up Kilkenny the last day in Nolan Park. So um, I know Dublin have performed well enough so far in the league, but even as a Dublin fan, you have to say this is a very tough game.
1: No, this is going to be seriously tough. I mean, going away to Waterford, we got the the draw there, should have won it in the end, you know, when you consider that Waterford were down a man, you know, sorry, when Waterford were down to 13, And we had all that time to put them away, and we didn't. We only got a draw out of it. Um, So, you know, that was one that we definitely left behind us. The Antrim game, again, uh, again, we made that more difficult for ourselves than we needed to. We took the foot off the gas going into the last 10 minutes. Antrim nearly pulled us back. This game against Tipperary, my heart says we're going to win it, but my head says we won't. I think Tipperary have looked really, really good, particularly in the Kilkenny game. They looked outstanding and um, jason ford the form he's in right now he's going to be seriously seriously tough to handle and um yeah i can just see tipperary winning this one by about five points honestly Um, dublin definitely making strides under donahue but i think this one just the bridge is too far for the time being
0: are you impressed with dublin say uh, talent come through at the moment like there's seen some very good players from last season there's players coming in from this season and uh... Don't want to do Cork's old horn, but um a midfielder, a certain midfielder, is actually from Cork from the Valley Rovers, Toby Chris O'Leary, there he scored three points against Antrim the last day. So um like they're bringing in new players, Dublin, Michal Dunne, who seems to be doing a good job. But Aaron seemed to be frustrated about uh, the Dublin hurlers in the last few weeks, their performance against Antrim, just letting Antrim back into the game. Against Waterford, maybe missed opportunity with th- against 13 men. So how would you evaluate Dublin in the first two games?
1: Um, promising but definitely not ruthless enough We, we lack that killer instinct Like Waterford would dare um, For the taking And they were down to 13 men They were rattled They didn't expect the challenge to be as tough as it was And we didn't put them away when we had them Same with Antrim, we didn't finish them off I know we won But Antrim were coming right back at us And I think if that game had gone on for another 10 minutes Antrim had the momentum, Antrim had the bit between their teeth They just ran out of time For Dublin we have to show more killer instinct if we're going to get more results in the future because we've been trapped now for quite a few years in between the top tier and the tier below the All-Ireland Championship. We've been just too good for the likes of Antrim, for the likes of Leash, for the likes of Westmeath, but we haven't been able to break through that glass ceiling and catch the likes of Galway, Kilkenny, Tip, Cork. We haven't been able. And then don't even get me started on trying to get up and catch Limerick. Like we have to... Look at what's in front of us here first. And, you know, getting a win over Tipperary and Crow Park would be huge for Dublin to do. Um, I think we need to aim for that. It's going to be difficult, though. And, um, yeah, I don't think we just have it in it just yet. But I think a good performance coming.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I think it'll be a decent enough performance where Tip should win it in the end. Like, Tip is an interesting one. Like, they have good young players coming through. Jake Morris seems to be going, going well so far. Brian Amara... Was brilliant in that Fitz, Fitzgibbon Cup final. You've Garrett O'Connor who was hitting them all all over the park. You mentioned Jason Ford already, so it seems like Tip have a good team building now and a very good manager Liam Cahill. But like it's going to be interesting in Munster because there's very good teams in Munster already. So do you think Tip will definitely be building towards that towards being successful in the Munster championship, and especially after coming dead last last season?
1: Yeah, no, no doubt. Because last season was unacceptable for Tipperary. When you consider as well that going into it, a lot of people, I think even in Tipperary, believed that they would finish last. It was like all of a sudden they were just completely forgotten how good the likes of Noel McGrath, Jason Ford, how good these guys are. And they just, particularly the game against Waterford, like that game was there for them. And they just didn't really, it seemed like they didn't even believe themselves that they could get over the line and win that game. So... Yeah, they look. They need to up their level again and get back competitive in Munster because the years previously they'd been in the Munster finals, won all Ireland titles. The talent is there, and for Liam Cahill, you know they've caused such a storm getting Liam Cahill in as Tipperary manager. So they better see some results from it, and I think this it's their aim, and you know they're building towards getting out of Munster at the very least.
0: Exactly. So, and they'll probably win this game at the weekend at uh, five o'clock in Crow Park. Yeah, I think um, three wins from three, that's not bad for a good start for Liam Cahill. Uh, the next game in Division One is on at one o'clock on Sunday, Waterford against Antrim in Farper In Waterford, like, um, yeah, you'd have to expect Waterford to win this game.
1: Yeah, I think Waterford take it. I think Davey Fitz, this victory is definitely needed for him, especially when you consider the fact that, you know, his first home game can go as he would have planned and he has bounced back but uh yeah i think he'll want another win here for sure
0: exactly so like it's a difficult one to analyze these games in particular like yeah with carton westby coming up and there's a few two way games and stuff like that like there's the argument does the league even matter like look at this particular game in frower field Antrim had to travel all the way down there looking like complete underdogs is there really a point for these games
1: Oh, it's a difficult one. I like you know what how I would want the league to be. I want it to be split up into six divisions of uh, five teams in each, or no sorry, just less teams where relegation is a real or five divisions of six teams each. So where relegation is a real, you know, possibility for each team. And uh, that would eliminate these games where we know who's going down. It's going to be, you know, out of the Antrim Westmead leash pile every year and has been for the last three, four, five years. Like it's been them every time. So these games do take on a little bit less meaning once, let's be honest, Antrim Leash and Westmead all know themselves. They're going to battle out between each other to see who can stay up.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, like, uh, it should be interesting enough, like, um, this game, to see what Watford actually turn up. I think Mikey Coyley suspended for this game, It's so it's going to be interesting to see what forward pops up for Watford in this particular game. And uh, We talk about dead rubbers. The next game isn't that at all. Wexford against Clare in Wexford Park at 145. Not live on TV, which is kind of a shame when you think about it. But, um, yeah, it's an uh, interesting enough game because Clare were so out of it against Nimbus the last day. Um, Aith McCarthy, the lights so out, David Reedy, but the rest of the team were pretty, pretty much off. It Wexford, obviously getting the um expected win against Westmeath. Let's be real, the last day, but their last big enough game against Galway, they lost pretty comfortably. So um, yeah, both teams need a win really to. Well, they don't really need a win because they're going to be staying up otherwise, but for confidence, maybe.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm going to go Wexford to win this one. I think Wexford take the league a little bit more seriously than I uh, think Clare do. Clare didn't really take it seriously last year and Wexford beat them last year. So I think it will be a repeat dosage. They'll want to rectify you know, the mistakes that they made against Galway. Um, But yeah, as you're right, sadly, it, I could see it going either way. That's the honest truth because I, I feel like neither side really care to a level where they're going to be willing to die to win this, they're not going to risk their best players so I think the the result will be more or less kind of a it will be the equivalent of say if you had two boxers sparring in a gym like, they're not going to go 100% they're not going to show everything to each other of what they can do and um, it's not applicable to a real actual boxing match and this isn't applicable to a real championship match you know, they're going to level up and they're going to go up against each other, but they're not going to throw everything they have at this.
0: Do you think that's a kind of a tactic for Clare in particular? Because the game against limburg they were out of it, as I said. They have some very good players coming through, like Mark Rogers, Robin Mounsey, who did so well in the Fitzgibbon Cup. You look at David Reedy, Aiton McCarthy, adding a free taker there. And you look at their form in the last uh, league campaign, it wasn't particularly good either. I think they got three points out of a possible 10 or something like that last season, so... Like there is an argument are Clare taking the Bolster Championship more seriously than the league and are they right to do that
1: I think they absolutely are I think they're not taking the league seriously at all Um, I'm not saying it in a disrespectful way I'm saying that that they're being clever look at what happened to Waterford last year you know, we, you know we're going to use that example again like Waterford looked so good in the league and then when it came around to the Championship they had nothing left you look at Cork as well Cork got to that You know, league final. They looked very, very good in the league semi final in particular, beating Kilkenny, a lot of momentum around Cork Hurling. And then in the opening game of Monster Championship, they looked so off the pace. Like they looked like they had nothing in the tank against the Limerick side that had taken the league off and built up for championship. I think Claire, not saying that they don't care as in they turn up and, you know, throw the game. They don't do that. But I think as long as they stay up, they don't really care what happens in the league. They're building their team. To be ready for day one in the Monster Championship, that's truly what they believe. They view this as
0: exactly so, and I'd probably back Wexford to win this game as well. And Clare definitely gearing up for the Monster Championship. And as we said, like there's no risk of relegation for Clare at all. And um, yeah, they're basically breeze through um this game. Well, they they lose it anyway. But uh, I think they'll definitely go well in the Monster Championship like last year. The next game, Cork against Westmead, like in terms of. The results in this game, one forty-five for Parky Keefe, on Sunday. Is there any really need to talk about
1: it? No Cork win. I think it's pretty simple. Yeah. Cork win by however much they want to. Westmead are definitely making progress, but this is way above their level.
0: Yeah, it is no. And uh, just just really one question to ask about this: like Cork, you mentioned that they went went win in the league last season. They didn't flatter this even the Monster Championship in the first two games particularly and the league final to an extent as well against Waterford, losing the three Monster teams in three games. Like um, is there that kind of feel about Cart this season? Like they'll definitely well, we're gonna say six points from six and they're starting the league well. Is there a similar vibe to Cart this season?
1: As in that they're focusing on the championship instead of the league.
0: Um as in as in they're peaking too early. Um I wouldn't say so
1: no i think that they look pretty good against limerick yes but i think that limerick had them absolutely in the palm of their hand at stages in the first half when garold hegarty was on the field um so i don't think that they've hit their peak yet i would hope that they haven't Uh definitely would hope that they haven't because they do have things to work on but um yeah no i'd be fairly confident that cork can go better than what they've gone so far
0: yeah, definitely so. They've definitely good young players coming through the ranks as well. Shane Barrett still coming into the team. Patrick Horgan doing well. Robbie, o- Robbie O'Flynn still to come back for championship. And Dickie Dalton scoring eight points the last day. Very good performance from him, but no contest. As any said, any
1: Ben Cunningham involvement so far?
0: No involvement so far, but um, he was on the bench the last day when Hoggy was uh, missing through injury. So um, okay. he might he might uh, Hopefully, be involved. Hopefully,
1: because he, he looked like a serious player
0: there with him, but he did know yeah yeah very serious player and uh, yeah I hope they'll get involved hopefully they play a second team more or less because they're going to win this game anyway against Westmead and it's about showing up to the fans and also like the Dublin game this is also a double header, Um bit of a downer for the Cork fans when you think about it, a doubleheader Cork against Westmead and Hurling Cork and Limerick at football they easily could be two one-sided encounters so um, I don't think it'll be a big crowd like there was against Dublin Park Heath last Sunday but we'll have to wait and see I suppose Um the next game again, a bit of a a bit of a day rubber. I know it's important. Leash. Leash against Kilkenny, two o'clock. You'd have to expect Kilkenny to win this game as well.
1: Yeah, not Kilkenny to win. Definitely they need to bounce back from the uh the game against Tipperary, where they just look like Tipperary could beat them by however much they please at certain stages. So um yeah, I think they're going to take out that anger on Leash, and I think it's going to be a Kilkenny win.
0: Yeah, definitely so. But um, what kind of disappointed you about Kilkenny's performance last day against uh, Tip? Maybe the first half, like i seen on the analysis part on Alliance League Sunday, like they were so open defensively. I know Tip played brilliant. Jason forward, played brilliant. Jake Morris got a brilliant goal as well. But the fact that Kilkenny were so open, is this a cause of concern for Derek Ling and his um, management team?
1: Definitely, because it looked, and that was the thing to answer your question about what was most disappointing. That was most disappointing. Kilkenny looked... And when I saw Park Walsh have been put back at center back, I was thinking like they're even stronger, I think, in defense than, than they were in the championship. And they just Tipperary looked like they could have scored however many goals they liked in the first half, were it not for the brilliance of Aidan Tallis between the sticks. He made some fantastic saves. Um they just looked so vulnerable. And Tipperary, you know, the likes of Jason Ford, if you let Jason Ford hurl like that, he'll absolutely kill you. He's not someone to let free like that. And then um, they just completely let him have the freedom of the pitch. They cannot do that against, you know, Leach with the likes of Paddy Purcell and so on. Like, they will put up, you know, a big enough tally against him if they do that. Again, like Leach do score a lot, but um, they also concede a lot. So I still think Kilkenny will win. But um, yeah, they definitely need to show me in this game that they're making improvements
0: defensively. Exactly. So, and a bit of a mention to Roy Malani with 2-3 from play so far for Leash, Like, uh, that's a bright spark. For the Leech fans, definitely two-two against Waterford. Pretty good scoring from the centre back. And um, the last game isn't a dead rubber whatsoever. When you look at the two teams involved, Galway against Limerick, on a two-thirty p.m. on live at TG Carr, the only live game in hurling this weekend, and uh, rightly so because you look at the All Ireland semi-final last year, Galway could have easily won that. They obviously beat Limerick in the Gaelic Grounds last season. Like this is not this could be a confidence booster for Henry Sheffield and his team. Like Limerick looked excellent. now last day even without Aaron Galan and. Dicton, and Hallon and Dermot Burns the last day but uh, really, I know it's the league but it's a good opportunity for Galway to kind of stamp their authority on um, this Limerick side
1: Yeah, I'm going Galway to win I think Galway just have you know been fantastic so far I know that they had obviously a blip the last day but um, no, they looked very, very good against Wexford and uh, considering the fact that they beat Limerick last year I think Shefflin's taking the league a bit more seriously than Limerick are and I think they're going to win this one
0: yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how, uh, this place. So just a word on Nimbrick, Like they're, they're missing Dermot Burns, Declan Hannan, Aaron Galan, a load of players missing in this team. Keane Lynch in the first game for the majority against Cork. David Reedy went off early as well. And they're bringing these new players like Oshino Reilly, Dallig, um, Adam English, who's excellent, not just attacking, but he's brilliant in the middle of the field as well. They're bringing these new players, Kieran Barry wing back as well, and they don't seem to be slowing down. So this is not good for the rest of the country.
1: Oh, yeah, because it's it's one of those things where you're like, you, you really don't need another quality forward. And then Adam English pops up. You really don't need another quality halfback. And then Colin Coughlin pops up. You're like, they just... Keen Lynch gets injured and Carl O'Neill steps up and does an incredible job. Like, their squad depth is ridiculous. David Reedy was the winner of the game against Galway when he came on. The impact he made off the bench. Like, they have depth upon depth. And... For sure, um, for sure, Limerick. They they don't need. If anybody doesn't need more players, it's Limerick. But they keep finding them, and um, yeah. Now John Kyley and Paul Kenner continue to work the magic with this side.
0: Exactly so, and uh, that's all in Division One there. Um, we're going to discuss Division Two A briefly, but uh, before we discuss the games, like I said this on our podcast as well. I I it was just frustration because the one weekend where there was just hurling specifically, there was no football. And RTE's Allianz League Sunday didn't show any Division 2 games, despite the fact yeah. Kildare and Down was shown on the BBC iPlayer. They had the camera equipment for that. Like, is there an argument that the likes of RTE and Sky Sports and GA Go kind of put down these counties? And is it a reason that they're not developing as often as we like? Because, like, I know they aren't the best in quality, but I'd love to see how Kerry are doing awfully Carlo, Down, Kildare, who have had an excellent start to the Division 2 campaign. It's just frustrating in many miss.
1: Yeah, because it's one of those things where, like, as the slogan, obviously, for the ladies, Gaelic like football, if, like, if she can't see it, she can't be it. I've never seen half of these counties play a hurling match before. Like, I've I've honestly never seen a Donegal team play a hurling match. Like, have you?
0: No, haven't. I've heard, right. I've, I've actually heard from Patrick Sharkey from GA Zone how good a player Jory Gilmore is. But I haven't seen them. Mm-hmm.
1: I and mean, there you go. Like, the only times it gets broadcast is for the finals. Like, it's, it's one of those things where like that. Yeah, they're, they're letting it happen. But it's very much like how they treated the Tommy Murphy Cup and stuff like this. Like, any competitions that were a bit low, they knew they couldn't get away with it with the Tolgian Cup because everybody was on them to cover that. But, um, yeah, with, with this, look, I think they should have at least did the little match recaps that they sometimes do. Like, show something of
0: it. Exactly, and um, it, for obvious reasons we can't um go to 2B, 3A, 3B on this podcast because we don't know any of the players at 3 We've only known... Exactly, we, yeah. There's we no know coverage. no coverage at all and we, we just know the players. Like I mentioned, Patrick Sharkey and Jay Zone talk about Jerry Gilmore. I, I see, um you know, even Kerry. I see an accountant, Kerry Hurley talk about Shane Conway. Like, I, I wouldn't have known how good a player Shane Conway is if it wasn't for them Instagram accounts on social media. It's ridiculous, really, you know, it's ridiculous mm-hmm. in a way, but um, yeah, we're going to discuss uh, Division 2A anyway, Kerry against Offaly, 2pm at Fitzgerald Stadium on Saturday, like, it's a crucial game, really, for Kerry, I know both sides are on four points, but ap- apparently according to Kerry fans, they were pretty poor against a Cardo team that went down to 14 men pretty early, and they're kind of looking for a performance in this game, it's going to be very tough against Offaly, though.
1: Yeah, it's an Offaly side as well, you know, that are our- Definitely on the right track. You look at all the you know the absolute superstars that are coming through the offly ranks there, the likes of Adam Screeny that are coming up the ranks, riding off that momentum. And you know, the, the players that they have the likes of Owen Cahill and so on. I'm just gonna go awfully to get this victory against Kerry. I think awfully have a little bit more behind them right now.
0: Yeah, I'd agree. I'd probably go awfully to win this game as well. And uh, we move on to Sunday, Derry against Kildare at half-twelve in Owen Big, despite the football game between the pair being on the Newbridge. The J, everyone. Um, but, um, <laughs> yeah, that that's that's the world we live in, Seamus. Like, it's um, it's pretty, pretty <laughs> mind-boggling. Yeah,
1: that makes absolutely no sense. I <laughs> get that you have fixtures and everything, but
0: uh, the games are on the same day, aren't they? They're on the same day on a Sunday, yeah. One's on a half-twelve in Owen Big, and the other's on a uh, two o'clock in Newbridge.
1: I mean, talk about logic. Where are all the fans going to go?
0: So I'd say this place will be a goalstone or big on, on um, no,
1: Sunday. Yeah, I'd say I'd say, I'd say like I'd say you know there would be a couple of young lads looking to you know to go for a kick round. Oh, we'll try kick it. We'll try go for a big kick practice and practice in own bag. Oh, there's a match on. Like, <laughs> what is there? like. All wow. the fans are going to go to Derry against Kildare and Newbridge. Why did they not even make it like an option of do you want to play it as a double header? I'm sure they would have said yes.
0: Yeah. It would have it would have brought in more fans and it would have a profile about Hurling as well. It's ridiculous. Yeah,
1: that, that just shows that they, they, they must not really give a toss. Like, they must not.
0: Yeah, they mustn't. They mustn't have. And especially, it's so disappointing because as I mentioned that the, the top of the Division 2 way covers, coverage that we're going to cover here on the podcast Kildare have won two games out of two four points on the board they've been absolutely superb in their first two games it's it's just a shame that the football's on a new bridge just a mi- nearly miles away and no hurling fan is going to go up for Kildare because they're all going to watch the footballers
1: exactly you look at them Kildare actually have way more momentum in the hurling right now than they do in the football and the football there, you know very inconsistent, but in the hurling, you look at the you know the progress made by the likes of Nace. Look at the game that they gave to Ballyhale in the club championship, the victory they had over the Offaly champions there, you know, over Shinrone. Sorry, and um, they just have been going stride to stride. You look at the form of the likes of Jack Robinson; like these guys are getting going from strength to strength. And um, yeah, I am going with them to uh, to get this victory over Derry. I know that Derry are a very very strong side, but. All their best players, in my opinion, the Slocknail boys will all be down playing football. So I think Kildare take this one.
0: Probably will, yeah. At least um, we said in the last episode there that um, Kildare will lose, but um, they'll win in own big. So it's not all about uh, Kildare fans. James Burke (laughs) will be uh, firing for the Kildare hurlers. So um, yeah, you'll have a very good win. And um, yeah, Kildare hurling on the rise, which is absolutely brilliant to see because the more we need, the more we have um, teams coming up in the hurling, the better, really.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, without doubt because you look at the John McDonough Cup now the John McDonough Cup used to be you know when you come up with it, as easy and now it's not you look at the teams there like Offaly, Leash like Kerry and then Kildare Derry these teams on the rise it's not an easy place to get out of anymore
0: it's not really no and uh, Offaly thought they'd get out easily and then they, they didn't in the end and they, you have to feel so sorry for Kerry away a way. three finals three losses I oh, mean stop. Jesus, like, when are they going to go up? Well, at least if they do go up, there's no confusion. No, they will go straight into the Monster Championship. Um, no qualms about it. So mm-hmm. at least that. But um the last game in um Division 2 days, Carlo against down two o'clock. Both sides in pretty bad form. Like Carlo have lost their two opening games, which is kind of a surprise. Look at the players they have at their disposal, especially Martin Mouse Kavanaugh, Chris Nolan, uh, John Nolan, some very good players. Um, do were fine this last season And seemed to be struggling So um, yeah, it's a crucial game this
1: It's a crucial one And I think that Carlo are going to take it I think Carlo, as you mentioned there The players that they have The likes of Martin Cavendish The likes of John Nolan I am going to go with them To turn a corner on this one And pick up the points Because as you said their, their start so far Has been way below par Especially considering what they have done Over the last few years
0: exactly so and i would probably back Carlo especially in name watch Cullen Park it should be a pretty comprehensive win for uh, Carlo but uh, we'll wrap it up there uh, thanks very much for anybody that uh, viewed the podcast or listened in. and uh, thanks Seamus for uh, coming on uh, leave the podcast a like subscribe on Spotify and YouTube follow G.A. Statsman on Instagram TikTok and Twitter all that good stuff and uh, yeah thanks Seamus for coming on today
1: no worries Matthew thanks for having me on again Thank you.